I mean, I mean every bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what he's talking about. Boys, yeah. rule, girls, drill. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of our Metrolina WMCA student podcast. Um, we will release a new podcast the first and third Thursday of every month, and we have a great lineup of guests this year. I'm so excited. And I hope you check in with us. My name is Jake Dooley, and I'm the host of your show, and this is my co-host. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Eli. Um, we are uh, we're coming from Bond Clarkin today in Flat Rock, North Carolina, and our first guest on the podcast is the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Burgess. Welcome to the show, Brian. What's up, guys? So good to be with Metrolina, my home away from home. I love this school. I love the students, I love the faculty and staff. You guys have been so good to me and my family. Thank you. Yeah. So we wanted to start it off with um, an icebreaker. We wanted to do two truths and a lie. Two truths so and a lie. So we want to hear from you because you've had, the stories I've heard from you are just exciting and funny and I want to get our listeners in on a little bit of some of the funny stories that you had. So could you give us two truths and a lie and we'll try to guess and the viewers at home can guess too. Okay, two truths and a lie. Two truths That's and good. a lie. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so just say them all, so say them all as, as, as if they're true, and then we try to guess which one's the lie. Okay. Um, so there was this one time that I was speaking in California, and uh, I came home on a red-eye flight, flew next to Brooke Burke, uh, a model, and uh, she talked to me for the uh, long duration of the flight before everybody fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And um, when, we, uh, when we got in the airport, I also... Uh, Got to hang out with Hillary Duff for just a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, we all ate uh, chicken sandwiches together, and it was a uh, it was a really cool time. Good vacation. Well, you guys not might not know those people, but they're famous models and people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you wait two, two more. Do you got two more? Oh, I, I I put them all in, all together. In, oh, that was in all. All. In, in, in okay, so so the flight, okay, okay. and then the, the actual people, and then. Like the chicken sandwich? Uh, yeah. Um, Ooh. So which one would be the lie? There's two people. There's two people. Ooh. And then I would say the Tiffany, the second girl, would be the lie. That would be my guess. The uh, Hillary Duff? Yeah, Hillary Duff. Oh, I'm going to go with the chicken sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Right. Which one? Which one's a lie? Chicken sandwich is chicken a lie. Chicken sandwich is a Let's lie. Let's go. Okay. So I, 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 when I saw Hillary Duff out of the corner of my eye, mm-hmm. I turned around and was like, <gasps> and she was like, shh, and I was Starstruck. like, got it. And so we were able to talk for yeah. just a few minutes. And then when I was behind uh, Brooke Burke and her uh, husband, and right. I was able to talk to them, and sure. yeah. So how? So I heard Mr. Aslock say ten years. How many years have you been doing the senior retreat for us? Man, I, I really don't know. Like Mr. McDowell is pretty better, pretty much better gauge, but I'm pretty sure I've been speaking for Metrolina for about sixteen, maybe seventeen years. Wow. And uh, it's I feel like I've grown up with a, with a lot of your staff. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> just because I've known them for so long. Yeah. So, has you been doing? Go ahead. And then watching you guys. You know, start to see this, those faces when you guys are like seventh graders or eighth graders, <laughs> yeah. and now you're seniors and rolling up in here and going, "Whoa, I'm getting older." But yeah. these guys are established, and yeah, so it it, it really is. It, it's a great privilege, yeah. and I'm so thankful. So, being on a senior retreat, even in the first 24 hours, we've had multiple funny memories. And since you've done it for so many years, what do you think are your, some of your funniest or best or craziest memories from being on the senior retreat? Oh, uh, whoa! Funniest memories. 
Man. Anything that comes to mind. It can be cool. Just anything that's like every time I think about a senior retreat, this is the first thing I think of. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's really funny, but I, just, I love the fellowship mm -hmm. of hanging out with students and the faculty here. And yep. so we laugh and crack on one another. <laughs> and uh, so, so those, are, those are really good times. I mean, yep. being this time of the year, there are times that it's still hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so well, there have been times like when we used to have the chapel uh, in the gym oh. that we were melting because yeah. it was so hot. I and then imagine. when we turned these big fans on, then you couldn't hear me because they didn't have the sound set up they did. Yeah. Then there have been other times when we're freezing. Like, I've got a toboggan on, i got a hoodie on. <laughs> and so uh, so those those are fun times. You know, yeah. the food's always really oh good. Yes, yeah, so yeah, good. It's, it's always good. So good. And then yeah. the snacks. Okay, so this is one of the favorite <laughs> things about uh, coming to Let's do hear this. It. Let's hear it. Is Friday night snacks, dude. On this retreat, you can get cowtails. Yeah, cowtails were. And the people best part. don't know what cowtails are. Like, I can't help you. And then normally on Saturday <laughs> nights we get pizza. Yeah. I like put off pizza mm -hmm. until until this night so that oh, I can, yeah. you know. Eat with if you, guys. you have never had a cowtail, please just go to your nearest Circle K <laughs> gas station and get yourself a cowtail. Some people around me are saying they're bad right now, but believe me. It's yeah, worth your yeah. time. The caramel and the cream inside. It's some. It's, they it's, were gone. Into, you, there's I know, no they were gone. They were, were gone. Like in two I got seconds. there too late. Yep. I can tell you, meeting some of the students that I've met on senior retreat, like I'll never forget, there was this one kid, big old country boy. I, we're actually back at Metrolina. I'm mm -hmm. preaching in chapel. <laughs> My man, during like the first five minutes of me speaking, puts his finger in the communion cup holder oh, and that. gets yeah. hung. Yeah. So he's leaned over for 30 minutes <laughs> of my of my sermon that morning. Oh, then when he's strange. done, everybody clears the sanctuary. And I look at him and I go, what are you doing? And, I, and somewhere on my phone, I have a picture of this. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm stuck. I'm like, and I'm thinking, like, do you want to talk about your sin? Do you want to talk about some temptation you <laughs> have? Like yeah, yeah you, you, need, you need to talk about what's going on. He goes, no, I'm literally stuck. My finger is stuck in the communion holder. So Mr. Mack had to go get a screwdriver and undo it so we could actually get him unstuck. So, yeah. We actually had one of our seniors last year do it. If Sam Washam, if you guys remember that name, he got his finger, the same thing, got his finger stuck in the thing. Yeah. They had to come and cut him out. Yeah. Funniest it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's really funny. It is really funny. You know, funny. the other thing that I really love is just, the talent mm -hmm. and um, of the students that are here. Like, yeah. I'm always mesmerized about how brilliant, how determined they are, whether it's in their academics, whether it's musical, whether it's in the organization, um, whether it's in athletics, like this school. Uh, here's, here's a regret I've had, living far, this far, as far away as I have from Metrolina, so I couldn't send my kids there reasonably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, even today when I was walking through the, the lunch uh, and watching you guys just fellowship with one another, I was like, my, my kids, my personal kids would thrive in this environment. Yeah. So. Well, we're glad we were blessed with the opportunity to come to Metro on ourselves, and we enjoy it, and especially having the opportunity to have people like you come here and speak oh, to us. Oh, is, yeah. It's awesome. a blessing for Thanks, sure. Um, so you talked about the senior retreat. Do you have any memorable moments as a preacher itself, like not even at Metro on specifically, just all over the place? Because <laughs> I can imagine getting divided some random church. You might, like, have some funny moments. Yeah, so so this, where we're at doing chapel, reminds me of this church that I was preaching at in Louisiana. Hmm. 
And there were two things about that church in Louisiana. It was out in the backwoods of Louisiana. It oh, was gosh. super hot. By On you. the top of the pulpit, there was a ceiling fan. Okay? <laughs> and uh, so I had just bought my brand new ESV study Bible, which it's the best 65 books I've ever spent in my life. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the education I could have gotten a $65 study. (laughs) But it's heavy. It's every bit of three and a half inches thick. It is heavy. Like somebody attacked you, you could defend yourself with the Word of God. Right on top of the sword of the Spirit. (laughs) Yeah, and spiritually. (laughs) But it's so heavy, uh, the the lectern or the music stand that I was Mm. preaching from, every time I would lay my Bible down, it would... It would yeah. just, <laughs> like a mic, like falling yeah, just like it would oh. just like it would like the cylinder would compress and the whole <laughs> the whole you know placard would just would just Start go down. So I I work my way to shimmy 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 <laughs> and I'm preaching in the middle of so I'm trying to do it like cool, like you know I'm trying to do it like you know not really let it be nonchalant. And then I let go of it and then shrink back down again. I pull it back up, and go back down again. Well, finally, like it's like hung. And I'm trying to like really get it up. And all of a sudden, man, it lets go. And I throw my Bible yeah. like, up. Like the, the whole top fan. of the podium comes off. My Bible goes launching into the air. Uh-huh. Well, what's above the pulpit? The fan. The fan. Oh, no. My Bible hits the ceiling fan that's now whipping around oh. because it's hot in there. Spreading the gospel. And I'm a dude that back in the day, I kept all my notes because I was traveling so much. I would keep my notes in my Bible. It looked like a confetti gun went off from <laughs> preaching notes, man. And, like, it just stopped the yeah. whole sermon for, like, I don't know, a good four minutes where everybody was handing me my notes. They were floating everywhere. So, so yeah. The That's other funny. thing that cracked me up is that, uh, of course, I am pretty old. This was like the church had just put a, pa- uh, a, pa- or a uh, projector system in, in there. Mm-hmm. So, so the pastor... Instead of pointing it at the computer, kept turning around at the screen like the <laughs> TV, yeah. like like he was going to change channels, and he was like, like "Why does this thing work?" And I'm like, "Bro, you point it's not it's a not TV." TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those those are funny moments. Uh, can I tell you another funny moment? Let's hear it. Let's hear okay, it. so this is something I learned on the road: is that when when it comes to a contest, when you're the guest preacher and it comes to a contest against the established student pastor or preacher decline yep. every time always make him a hero <laughs> yeah what well, took me a little while to learn that <laughs> so so i'm in virginia mm-hmm. um doing a, a youth event and they've got these uh big blow-up balls that you get in oh, oh like yeah, the, the like the ball you play soccer with yeah the well, bubbles yeah. bubbles yeah yeah i don't i guess yeah. like you actually get, you get in the, yeah i've seen exactly and it's like about. protective it's yeah. got a harness and everything mm. well all the students in the student ministry are like Hey Brian, you go against our youth pastor. And the oh, youth no. pastor was fit. He was a he was a good sized guy. But I was like, I ain't about to get punked right here. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And dude, when they blew the whistle, I oh, ran you. with everything that was in me. I hit that dude so hard. Oh my he gosh. Went end over end over end over end. The only thing I can say mm. is I'm glad we were inside or that dude would still be rolling today. <laughs> and it was like everybody can was imagine. like, oh, he, he blew you up. <laughs> And uh, that I don't know if that guy ever recovered from that. Yeah, it's just so, a little ego, little ego. Yeah, so drop. I, I've learned. Just <laughs> here's the other thing too. I've learned over the years is that specifically because I'm a bigger guy, mm-hmm. you get these young high school bucks that want to test you. Oh yeah. Well, in my early years of traveling and preaching, I'd be like, all right, so we play ball or we play football. Yeah. Them dudes don't. High school guys don't know when to quit. Oh no. Like, oh no. Like number one, I gotta go to work tomorrow, so <laughs> yeah. I can't afford to get hurt. Yeah. Number two, 
you're going to keep going, and one of us is going to get mad. And if I smack you, your mama and daddy are going to be mad. <laughs> you're going to get know? some charges so, pressed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, don't, don't no, even. We're done. We're yeah, done. we're done. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so those are fun times. Yeah, man. always funny moments. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you spent a lot of time with seniors throughout your senior retreats and going off on different retreats with people. Mm-hmm. What would be your like one piece of advice or a couple pieces of advice for seniors going off to college and just figuring out life as trying to walk the Christian walk as you're getting away from the Metroline of Christian bubble. How do you keep walking the walk successfully and spreading the word of the gospel? Yeah. You know, um, wherever God's word is not in my life, I will sway. Mm-hmm. I'll stray. Yep. And, and the key piece I don't care if you go to the most liberal school in the United States or you go to the most conservative school in the United States. If you go to a total state school or you go to a a Bible camp or Mm -hmm. a a Bible school, Mm -hmm. if you don't have God's word in your heart Mm -hmm. and you're not praying over God's word, you will stray. Because you tend to become like the environment around you. Mm And we're, over the years now, I've been doing this a long time, I watch the students that stray from Jesus are the students that let somebody talk them out of their personal devotional time. Yeah, that's powerful. And even on the flip side, I've watched students stray who learn copious amounts about the Bible. Yeah. But that's the problem. They learn about the Bible. They stopped learning about mm-hmm. God through the Bible. Yeah. The second thing I think I would say is... Um, be patient with yourself. Yep. You don't have it all figured out. Look, mm-hmm. man, I'm 47 years old and I still don't have it figured out. But yep. but be patient in this. Know what you're called to do. Yep. Some people say know your why. But know what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that calling, be sure that you're serving people. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep mm-hmm. God's word in you, and if you can be patient with yourself, you know, the Bible warns over and over about doing things hasty. Yeah. Like with really no thought, you know, just trying to put something together mm-hmm. that it brings you to ruin. So be patient with yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and, and know what God's called you to do and then prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And that's way bigger than how much this, this uh, you know, this degree will make me financially. Yep. And if you're not serving eat now, even as you are in high school or you're going to college, you'll build a life that's all about you. Mm-hmm. And you'll be shocked and your feelings will be hurt when you feel like people, you know, demand you to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's great advice, and I hope people write that down and take yeah, it to heart. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We wanted to so we want to learn a little more about you. We don't really know you. We did, we know you work. Um, you talk about a little bit at your job at Beulah Baptist and mm-hmm. different things you do for them and what your job looks like for them. Yeah. So um, I, I've been on staff. Well, let me say this. I surrendered to ministry when I was in the 11th grade. Mm-hmm. And I've been traveling and preaching ever since then. Wow. And what that's looked like has changed over yep. the years. You know, like I was, I, I was all traveling and preaching for, for uh, six to seven years. And then I took a student pastor job in Statesville yep. at a church there. And that's what took me to where I currently live. And I served there for 12 years. And I did a lot of outreach through motorcyclists and weightlifters and businessmen and women. And then I went back out on the road in full-time itinerant evangelism for about eight years. Mm-hmm. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I built a fully automated recycling facility so I could pay my bills. I thought that was the New Testament model. Paul's a tent maker, 
and then he traveled to preach the gospel. Yeah. And so instead of me sending out prayer letters for support, I had an opportunity to make my own money mm -hmm. and go out and go preach wherever I felt like the Lord led. Cool. And then about seven years ago, well, actually eight years ago, God started stirring in my heart to bring me back to Beulah. Mm -hmm. or bring me to Beulah yeah. uh, as the senior pastor. And it wasn't something that I was looking for at yeah. all. Beulah was a church that was about a year away from dying. Wow. Um, they had what I call the death quiver. They just didn't realize it. Yeah. And um, um, it, it, there were a lot of debt. People were leaving week after week. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was really down to a common core. And uh, it really, if, if I were to say, oh, I was going to build this worldwide ministry, I would not. I would have stayed doing what I was doing because yeah. I was traveling yeah. 39 to 43 weeks out of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but I had this thought in my head that God really started stirring. I felt like, and I was, I was 39, almost 40 years old then, that God was going to put me in a place to where I, I was going to have to wrestle a bear to the ground. And so yeah. I kept having this reoccurring dream that I was in Alaska. There was this nine-foot-tall Kodiak grizzly bear in front of me. Yeah. Jesus was over to the right side of me mm -hmm. saying, I'll be with you. And I had to wrestle that bear to the ground. That's hard. And I didn't realize <laughs> that that bear yeah. was going to be Beulah. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when I first went on staff at Beulah, I, I not only was their pastor, I was the maintenance man. Uh, there were 27 air units there. I had to work on those. Oof. Had to redo plumbing. Had to redo... I mean, all kinds of stuff because yeah. the building was falling apart too. Yeah. And so here we are, um, uh, you know, six and a half years later, and we paid debt off. We've remodeled our sanctuary. We huh. did it all in cash. God's been blessing. That's We've probably great. five times increased our numbers. Wow. And uh, we have uh, several full-time staff and growing student ministry and children's ministry and adult mm -hmm. ministries. So I get to be the lead teaching pastor to be the evangelist for our church i get to be the visionary for our church and then the goal is to train up people so that we can keep winning people yeah so can you talk to us a little bit about your family we know you love your family yeah. and your kids and your wife so we just wanted to hear a little bit more Sweet. about them themselves. so my wife is angie navy burgess we have been married now this year 20 years wow uh, we met when she was still in high school mm -hmm. at a summer camp called Crossroads that me and my friend Clayton King oh, yeah. uh, started years ago. Wow. And uh, I'm still on the board of, of his ministry, mm -hmm. traveling and preach for them. Um, but we didn't get married until later when I moved to Statesville, and uh, we became close friends and then fell in love. Yep. We have four kids. Uh, we have three boys and a girl. Mm -hmm. My oldest son is Brixton. Of course, I've talked. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing I love about it too. I, I, I'm able to talk about my kids, and my kids have actually played ball or wrestled against or, oh, yeah. or yeah. somehow or another with a lot of the students here from Metrolina. <laughs> yeah. Or a, a student from Metrolina will be somewhere and go, "Hey, what's your name? Oh, your dad speaks it at our school. He's yeah. talking yeah, about it." Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so my oldest son Brixton, um, especially when he was younger, he would come with me all the time to Metrolina. Yeah, and so um, he's at Gardner Webb right now, uh, wrestling oh. and pursuing a degree in business and finance. Oh. Um, my next son is Xavier. Um, he's uh, played baseball with like Perry, uh, a lot of other guys that that are here. Yep. Um, through travel teams and yep. things like that, and they've they've been associated with one another. So he's a baseball player, and he is in early college. So he's doing his high school and his associate's degree gotcha. at the same time. Dual enrollment? Dual enrollment, yes, yeah, sir. Thank you. My next son is uh, Briven. 
and he's a freshman at in dual enrollment at North Iredell, and nice. it's called ASIC, yeah. uh, where we live. And uh, he plays soccer and he wrestles, Ooh. and uh, he really feels like God's calling him to ministry. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool watching watching that part. And then I have a daughter, mm. and uh, three boys and a girl. Yeah, boys, uh, <laughs> uh, boys drool, girls rule. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I love my boys, and but Georgia is Georgia Rain is her name. Mm-hmm. She's twelve years old. I remember bringing her with me to a Metrolina chapel when she okay. was still in her car seat. Wow. And, oh, that's uh, sweet. and, and so, um, she plays volleyball and, uh, we'll probably try out for basketball this year. She's, nice. she wants to wrestle, but the brothers are like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so, so they, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty sad about that, it, yeah. but we have a good family. We, um, it's not a perfect family, but we say that among our kids, a fist fight or a prayer meeting could break out at any moment. It depends on the day. But the one thing that Angie and I have tried to do is try to not let them just say, oh, I'm pastor. You, you have to be a certain way. No. Yeah. Like, I expect you to live a certain way because you're a Christian yep. and because you're a Burgess. Yep. And uh, we've tried to show them what it means to love Jesus and to be in love with Jesus, not just go to church and try to be a good kid. Because I've seen that model, I don't yeah. think it works. But the students that I've ever mm-hmm. seen that are madly in love with Jesus, they can make it through the ups and downs of other people or their own yeah. or their own sins. So, as when we were we were looking up stuff about you to talk about during the podcast, we were we we looked at your Instagram a lot, and a lot of the stuff made us laugh and made us have a good day. So <laughs> we wanted to pull up. We have I have two things. I have a picture and a video. I just wanted to pull it up and just ask about a memory from it. But this was our favorite one and made us laugh for like a okay. whole class period. It's this one. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? You might get away, but you touch her. I promise I'm the last thing you'll see before you talk to God. So good. Oh, yeah. So we saw. So good. I, I, mean, so I mean every bit of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, so that's what he's talking about. Boys yeah. rule, girls drool. He loves, you love your daughter. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Georgia. Uh, <laughs> she is. So here's the funny thing with Georgia right now is I'm trying to model for her what kind of guy maybe she'll fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of that scares me to death because I know I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. But I open the door for her. I open yep. the door for my wife and we get in a vehicle or go in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she won't get in the truck unless I come around and open the door. Yeah, be, that's... There'll be times that I'm like, baby, we got to go. She's like, no. <laughs> open the door. Yeah, yeah. you got to open this. So, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm pretty protective over my yeah. over my kids and uh, my mm-hmm. wife and yeah. specifically my daughter. And the picture during yeah, the video the was, it was a picture of Brian and his daughter and yeah, talking we, about how... Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah. mess with his daughter. You're gonna have to. Yeah. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then exactly. the, we had a picture. This was more. We don't. We don't know. This is more just. I wanted to kind of. A, we were gonna do a bunch of them, but I just thought this one was so funny that I wanted to ask about it. Just an explanation Ooh. of the picture I see. It okay. might be from a while ago. All right. All right. So. S- yep. So this is a. Um, uh, this is. Can you explain in, the picture yeah, for them? Yeah. Get ready okay. to. So this is 2016. I'm traveling uh, largely in the Midwest. Yep. So I'm in Oklahoma and uh, Arkansas, traveling back and forth. Okay. <laughs> so the place that I'm preaching that night, this is actually in uh, Arkansas. Wow. It is stinking hot now in Ooh, Oklahoma. Yeah, when you walk back from like your chapel back to your dorm room, mm-hmm. you're stepping on tarantulas. Oh. And they pop like they're big uh, trapdoor spiders, and you can hear them pop. It's like when you, you hit it. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. So like. When you go to bed, that's, when you go scary. to bed, it's like Jesus, please. <laughs> so this is uh, probably about nine thirty at night, and it is in Arkansas. We're leaving, um, we're leaving the chapel, and students are having their small groups. Oh. 
and they're so they're scattered all out like on the landscape. Yep. And when I walk up right behind this group of students having their quiet or having their group time, yep. is this uh, copperhead. Yep. That's that, crazy. And, and so we uh, we stomped it and uh, killed it, and then I then I picked <laughs> it up to. Uh, uh, snake so take a picture with it. Yeah, so. so the picture is him in his nice preaching outfit, glasses on, and he's got just the cop, dead copperhead in his hand holding it like a trophy. Yep. It's a and, very great picture. Yep. And so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are – you know, I try to use my Instagram to uh, to just give a window of, like, who I am. I love having fun. I think years ago I used to take everything so serious. And then my brother-in-law died about uh, six years ago. And that kind of broke me. Wow. Uh, to where I realized that you, you know, you hear about brokenness around other people, and I've had brokenness around me all my life. But uh, my brother-in-law, well, I put it this way: four of the of the three, no, three of the five groomsmen that are, were in my wedding have all gone to be with Jesus. Wow! Mm-hmm. And so these were guys that are like super. So, mm-hmm. so two of my brother-in-laws. Who were really like solid, almost best friends to me, and then yeah. one of them was a best friend. And when those guys started dying, and you can't make old friends, man. Mm-hmm. you yeah. make new friends, but you can't make old friends. No, so I encourage students to listen to this: like, make good friends in high school, and hold on to those friends. But when when they started dying, I had a choice of either getting bitter and staying serious all the time, or I had a choice to heal in laughter. Yeah. And and so I don't take life that serious. I mean, I take it very serious in the, in in my perspective on what God's calling me to do. But I will laugh at myself. <laughs> I will laugh at things that don't yeah. make sense. I, I I want to have fun. Yeah. And because of that, God has shifted my brain to where I think I can look at something and and see it from like eight different ways. Yeah. And normally try to pull out the comedy mm-hmm. of it. And so. <laughs> So I like to have yeah. fun. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. What was the feeling for you and your family when the brother-in-law passed and p- people didn't like that in your life? It's just a huge absence, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, everybody plays a part. Yeah. So like when both both of my uh, brother-in-laws have passed and both of them were very distinct in what they did. My The first brother-in-law was Brad. He, he, uh, he Here's a guy who, who never drank, never smoked, got married as a virgin. I mean, when you look at somebody that ought to have a, have a blessed life yep. until their old age, it's mm-hmm. him. And then one day we find out that he has cancer. We're actually on a, a family vacation and he has to stay up all night. We thought it was his gallbladder, yeah. but it was really that he had he had, he had, had liver in his pancreas. Wow. I mean, excuse me, he had cancer in his, in his pancreas. Yeah. And then we discovered it, it, it spread everywhere. So then it goes from like not just being a friend, but you, you're a helper and a caregiver. Mm-hmm. And it just shifts everything because he had three daughters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it really it, it broke us and it changed yeah. the dynamic of our family. But now we're very, very connected to our to our nieces. Yeah. And then when my other brother-in-law died, he was a great businessman. And uh, both, both, it's so funny, both of my brother-in-laws were, were singers mm-hmm. and were excellent at, at vocalists. And so they traveled and they sang and stuff. And here, here's the biggest thing. When you go back home for Thanksgiving, birthdays, and like Christmas and holidays, their absence is huge. Yeah. yeah. And so there's an anticipation of going into that room where you used to see them sitting over here. Yeah. Or they loved 
they love this dessert mm-hmm. or or you could always bank that they would fall asleep right after the meal and we'd pick <laughs> on them yeah. and that's not there anymore. It's and so the first couple of years we were silent <clears throat> about it and then I, I was just like, this is crazy. Let's keep celebrating their memory because they're mm-hmm. not dead. Yeah. They're alive. Yeah. They're with Jesus. Yep. And so just the absence is the toughest. Yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you yeah, for asking. That. Of course. Yeah. We've had, I've had um, close family friends pass from cancer and just, especially I agree with you when you have get togethers where you remember those memories and the repetition, it's like the absence is yeah. noticeable. And every time it I hate cancer, noticeable. I hope that when Jesus, oh my gosh. right before Jesus kicks Satan into the lake of fire, I hope we get to see him punt cancer oh, in the lake of fire sure. yeah. and, and know that it'll never hurt anybody again. Yeah. One of the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yes. You've oh, yeah, been, sure. Please. Yeah. If you ever have somebody that can't do it, yeah. you just uh, want to phone me in or yeah. the next time I speak at chapel, yep. if y'all want to do, oh, that's a good uh, idea. if you want to do that, yeah. uh, come back with some crazy yeah. questions, well, theological questions. Or, mm-hmm. Or uh, mm. two truths and a lie, <laughs> and I can't believe I thought of that just just like that. That was yeah, good. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, well. And bring you a bear claw and apple fritter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't be donut house if you donut house. If you yeah, go ahead. Donut yeah. house is the bomb. Yeah, if you are going to Michelin and you haven't stopped by donut house. It's where wake up a little earlier for school, go get yourself one or two donuts, it'll make your morning. Or go eat at the bridge. I always try to eat at the bridge before chapel, but I might slip over to Donut House and and grab a good for me. But, well, thank you. Thank you, guys. I think we could have had a better person on our first episode of the podcast. Thank you, guys. Um, This is Jake, and we're signing out. Until next time, audio.